Moanje. If mm-hmm. I had to do Moanje, mm-hmm. what it do, family? Fabio, <laughs> like, sir, pipe down. Like, like, what it do, family? <laughs> it's uh, another rendition of Young Black and uh, Painted. And I feel good this week. I just came back from LA, and uh, you know, me and my brother and my boys, you know what I'm saying? We found a trail. We was walking. We said, That's what you do on a trail, Moanje. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, it's Young Black and Opinionated, <laughs> episode 46. Damn pop and shit. <laughs> that wasn't me, I didn't that do that. You. No, I didn't do that. That was you. No, it wasn't, You're it was y'all. Tape. It was y'all. <sighs> Whatever. And I'm back though, I'm back. Talk to these people, please. I'm back. Back from LA. I want to go back. Y'all miss me? Episode 46, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> How y'all feeling this week? <sighs> I'm, I'm good. Another. My YJ all the way over there. I'm good. Yeah, I'm across from you. You'll get sick. Cool. I'm going to make sure I make a point. Call Real tall, Zach. Calling the word. Ugh. You said, touch me. <laughs> <laughs> touch me. Tease me. That's not making me go. <laughs> Hold on tight and don't let go. Baby, I'm about to explode. Explode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. You're the only one for me. Yeah, Let me like get me. the Lex. Yeah, oh, Foxy be spitting on that, you know, but you just can't hardly hear it. I was it. in the video, like, that's bogus, and that's, oh, she figured it out. Damn. Aww. She, fucking shit. <laughs> she figured it out. Oh, she my did. God, that's she funny. Baby, though, but anyway, episode 46, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> how, how y'all feel this week? Oh, man. We good? We good? I thought I'm under the weather. So. I'm okay. thumbs up. Yeah, I'm okay. good. Well, as always, I am Reese Berry. That's Ara, E E S E B E Ara Ara A. Four Wise. Just Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. Lassie. And I'm Lassie. Y'all can follow me on Snapchat at Lola Baby. B A Y B E E. And on Instagram and Twitter at LaCrim Lola. Moanje. And it's your boy Moanje. That's M W A N J E. That is I G and Facebook. Moanje the Gemini. Uh, Snapchat, Twitter, and Tumblr. Shout out to the deep voice. Anyway. What's going on in Milwaukee? Like, what's 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 good? Anything, y'all? I ain't been here. I was flat. <laughs> New <sighs> city, who's this? I was flat. gone for three days. Just like, <laughs> 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 a goddamn fool. Just, like, just kidding. You know what? But, but, but all vacations matter. So. <laughs> you know what, guys? All right, Trump. I'm just going to pack my shit up right now and leave. Because <laughs> that just took me out. <laughs> no design. No joke, joke. Make me. Um, I don't know. We got the um, Milwaukee Film Festival going on right now. Okay. Oh, oh goodness. Go. Sorry. <laughs> to check out. So, I went last night to see my husband. Sorry, he's married. My man. <laughs> just kidding. I went to see Lorenz Tate last night for the Love Jones showing. It was a and it was so great because like, you know, at first you're like, wow, okay, they're showing Love Jones. I got it on DVD. But it was just good to watch it and with the crowd of people because, you know, some of the scenes where you make, you know, kiki at while you're alone or yeah. watching it with somebody mm-hmm. with the whole crowd laugh and it was just so great. And then he was just amazing. He's very open, people person. Um, I like the fact that he talked about just the show itself and then, or the movie itself, excuse me. And then he talked about the stuff he's doing with his brothers. He brought his brothers on stage. Um, he talked about power and his role and how he got that. Um, what's next from it was just good. Like he's, you could tell I he's he a real for Trump. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is, that doesn't, uh, that doesn't move. Whoa, chill, fam. God, dog. Stop. You over there, you the one. Don't look. 
You want to find it over the? You know, I ain't got no glasses. I don't think listen, you can though. see. Oh wow! Anyway, wow. but listen though, I, I saw a lot of women like find over this dude. Like on oh. Snapchat, like all I saw was hard eyes. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, really? This nigga's not that. Like y'all don't, really like him don't. like that? Are you hating? Get back. I, was, I am. With that I am like this, I'm literally every woman that I saw on their timeline. Like, oh my god, it's okay. blah blah so, blah. Like, and is there not a woman that you would be hard eyes for? I don't think niggas be like, oh my god, like they, like the way y'all were doing it. Like this, y'all were this, like, this you're nigga, lying. This nigga sitting in front of this nigga. Well, what I do? Lying. What I do? You ain't never seen me put no hard eyes. You get excited on, on the basic bitches like. <sighs> <laughs> Shit. Who name them? Who said I pleaded? Name them. That's Loki Drew. Em. You you used to scroll. You used to scroll Tumblr right before we moved to our recording and be looking at these regular God ass bitches. Damn, you see her? Yes. They right. Regular as a bitch. Right. What, wait. Why? Why she gotta be regular? Why can't she? Why she gotta be extraordinary? She gotta be a movies to for me to it's like her. It's not about movies. It's not about that. Because it's just amazing. Because the women I like is attainable. Like what? Barely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. I ain't doing this no more. Cut. No. <laughs> it's not about him no. being attainable. He's nice looking. Right. <laughs> <Petty>. <laughs> I was like, wait, why are you going He's nice looking. He's a good actor. Yeah. We all got our celebrities that we all just be like, who? You telling me there ain't no celebrity that you. What, who did you say? Seven Streeter? Wasn't you Seven Streeter crazy? She's cute. She's nice. Oh, you wouldn't hard eyes her and put her on, no, it, on no, snap? No, I'm making my woman across Wednesday. I can't get her. No. Oh. Niggas trying to be realistic <laughs> at the wrong I'm time. Hate. I'm just hating. No, Lawrence Titus, he's cool, dude. I thought you should say he was fine. I was <laughs> no. going to say yes. No. <laughs> but no, uh, so since you since you went, was there anything that he said about the movie that kind of yeah. like you never, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't never really think no, about that? Or... Not even about what he said. It was some parts in the movie that I can tell that I didn't totally pay attention to because oh, okay. I think I know the movie. Um, that I was like, oh shit! Like I didn't totally realize that, but um, he's. I think I put it on my Snapchat on you know, on Instagram. The part that was interesting was um, I forget her name, but the moderator asked him what um, what know. part was his favorite uh, favorite line from the movie. Mm. Um, and he said it wasn't something that he said. He said it was the um, the taxi cab scene when they her Nia Long and um, Josie had the conversation about mm. his dick. Just talk to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and I just thought that was interesting. And then he also mentioned um, the part where when they got back together that one time where she brought him back to the apartment and made him sleep on the couch. And so I just oh, yeah, and he snuck upstairs. And he was like, um, that part was kind of uh, him just ad-libbing it. When he oh. was like, I'd rather have mine right now. He said, I was saying that, like that one oh. part of the lines. And I thought that was dope because he said, I felt like, you know, we already been there. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So he was like, I, you don't need to like my cookies. Like, you know, I want it now. Like, get it now, man. And I've never seen a picture of his wife, though. Where's his wife? Thomasina. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I think that's her name, but yeah, I haven't do. seen her in a while, so I don't uh, know. I haven't really seen her. You know, and, uh, it's interesting, too. Um, I think one of his brothers uh, owns like a, a, a catering company, maybe, because he was talking about that with the uh, his podcast, uh, uh, Brownsville, and it was a plant-based company and i think that's why he's like has the skin and the yeah, and the he, looks that he has because he, he eats a lot a of a lot of uh plants and um yeah shout out to lorenz tate though yeah shout out um, he seems like he has a lot going on like i said i he seems very open and i appreciate that he did you check a picture even no he what? even brought his brothers on stage um and then he even talks about what he had planned with them and then it just seems like he kind of has everything kind of spaced out 
um, as far as what he wants to do mm-hmm. and what he's going to do. So okay. shout so, out to yeah. Lawrence and his wife. Shout out to Lawrence. And then uh, Milwaukee Film Festival and Social X as well too. They're doing a lot of stuff together and a lot of events. So um, there's one that we want to go to tomorrow. Was uh, the Black Love mm-hmm. at a collectivo? Um, I, I thought I was a part of it too. She said we. Oh, she just kind of pointed this way. Fuck man, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, shout out to them and all the stuff. And I'm pretty sure we got our radio show on Tuesday, so we'll we'll be just talking about things as uh, they go on and we we show up to the event. So yeah, shout out to the Milwaukee Film Festival. Um, and then lastly, our website. Make sure you guys continue to go there, visit it. Um, tell people to to visit it. Buy a shirt. You know what I'm saying? It's there. Shout out to the people that do wear our shirts and get us recognized in these streets. Um, and then everybody else that that continues to listen. And I know we got a tweet from was it Miranda? Yeah. Um, shout out to Miranda. Yeah, shout out to Miranda. She mentioned our singing, saying we should make it a segment, but it's really hella random, and we just be playing around. So, <laughs> shout out to y'all that that, yeah. that care about the little things that we do. <laughs> yeah, it really be spontaneous. It just be like, oh, you know, there's, a, there's like a song you for everyone. What word. did you just say? Just <laughs> 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 Kiss me in the city. <laughs> what is your... Anyway, yeah. <laughs> shout out to everybody. <laughs> Question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week from episode 45 going mm-hmm. into 46 was, what is the lesson that took the longest for you to learn? Mm, I see. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. Um, so two that I can think of is one, um, learning how to say no, how and when, I okay, guess. Okay. I guess it goes hand in hand. And two, learning that everybody don't have the same heart as me. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's true. Cause you know, yeah. Wanja, they just don't. yeah. I like the second one. I'm gonna take that second one. Like, everybody, yeah. People are not uh, people aren't raised the same way that you're raised. Right. You can't mm-hmm. treat them the same way that you uh, were raised or taught to treat people. So everybody doesn't have the same background as you. So you can't expect mm-hmm. them to be the way you are. Um, and I learned that the hard way. Definitely learned that the hard way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah, I'm going to steal that one, too. I agree. Um, I think that's a, that's a very good one because I always think about that, just how you raise one way and then somebody mm-hmm. else raises this way, and then mm-hmm. when you're combining it together, they may not agree or something may go right, right, right. That's just the way it is. And um, I don't know, just I think saying no was a big one, too. Um, and just kind of, um, mm, I think it all kind of ties together. So I think that's a that's a. That's a good one, Lassie. Thanks for answering. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'm so glad. Uh, God put that on my heart. To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I got a lot of answers from Tumblr, so I'll kind of start there. Um, Shout out to Tumblr. Somebody, I'll just name, I'll just read them off. Um, first one I see is, it took me four fucking ever to learn oh. how to put myself first. Mm. Um, second one, one, that doing things to help other people will not automatically lead to them being appreciative or even caring about your existence. Mm. Um, that I shouldn't be with a person I'm not comfortable enough to talk about anything. Mm. Now everyone has a good as good of a heart as as me. Oh, more Somebody put the <laughs> arrows up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Not head. everything that's true is going to make sense to me, and I have to accept that. And the way people treat me is a reflection of them and not me. Um, and that the okay. Tumblr got deep. They said yeah. yeah, it got real deep. I posted it, didn't it? That shit went left. People was like, well, and another thing. <laughs> um, other people can't make you whole sometimes you just got to go through shit alone mm. that sometimes you have to leave negative people behind and let yourself be happy so deep i'm gonna read you one more from tumblr i would have to say forgiveness forgiving those who have done me wrong is something i constantly battle with on an everyday basis last you got some over there yeah tia said it's okay to say no when people ask me to help them mm. it's a good one yeah i think that's a 
that's one that that'll take people back. Like, you know what? No. <laughs> right. Um, right. So then I got someone in my Facebook status. Um, Come on now. Richie Love said loyalty. Megan said that loyalty, I'm not for loyalty, everyone. Loyalty. Friends, guys, etc. I learned you can't make everyone happy unless you're happy. But that took some lessons. Netta said patience. Patience is a virtue. If one is is one, I'm still learning. I thought I learned it. However, after reflecting um, a month or so ago, I realized I haven't I haven't done so. Um, wait, shit, I'm fucking up over here. I realized I haven't due to the same irritable behavior as well as how I feel about my current journey in life. This is something I've been working on since I was 12. I'm 23 now. But since I'm actually reflect, since I actually reflect now, I can see it becoming a lot easier. Brittany said self-worth. Um, shout out to Neek. She got a lot of likes on hers. It said, not every, not everybody is going to have your back while you have your own. It took me getting sick and losing two, two close friendships to realize that sometimes when shit gets rough, people are going to leave you. And that's, mm. and that, that said that, that they would be there. Um, my sister said relationships, period. Shout out to Jasmine from the 20 something series. She said things are never what they seem to be. I'm still learning that one. And then shout out to real McCoy. Don't worry about the opinions of others and or let other opinions change how you feel about yourself. We all try to say we do this, but I had to really start to do this to be comfortable with myself and my shit. Shout out to Shay yeah, Tyler. Yeah. She said, "My, I'm worth it. Maya said self-care. Frank said trust is something you should earn. Giving it away on a whim results in inevitable disappointment. Shout out to uh, Gary. He said self-worth. <laughs> Kamishian said, everyone is not cut from the same cloth as you. I have outgrown people and lost friends along the way. You only need a couple of loyal friends, family, and God will show you the way. Mm. Salome said, to take care of myself first and stop letting people use me, including family. Mariah said, the need for shutting up, not reacting, leaving things to the universe to handle its own at, it, at its own speed. Anthony said, who can you trust? Okay. <laughs> Brianna said how you how to let go. And then Derek said that no matter how good the Lions look at the beginning of the season, they may never win a Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Sam. Yeah. So watching so, football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like. So shout out to the answers we got. Um, <laughs> shout out to everybody that participates and does it. Again, we want you to answer via our website, ybopodcastmke.com. There is a box that'll have question of the week, and you can definitely go there to answer that. Anything else, guys? No. Yeah, some good, a lot of answers. Yeah, was, I uh, will say. Um, nothing. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I was gonna go back to the website and say something about that, but yeah. Oh, what you got? I mean, oh, up. I was gonna say. Um, we're thinking of doing some contest for shirts. Yes. Um, so free shirts and discounted shirts coming up. Um, we'll have those rolling out within the next week or so. So I'm excited for that because. I'm very creative and I'm ready to. Okay. Yeah. What kind of promo codes out here? Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be some codes. I'm excited. Um, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> so y'all said I'm gonna put my own little email in there, like. Hey. I'm okay. I'm okay thinking a scavenger hunt. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So that sounds sexy. Somebody gonna get lost. For those who haven't left a review, Send some so for some it'll be go leave us a review. Yeah. Well, yeah things like that. Similar to Oakland and Edgewood. Hello, guys. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Question of the Week. Oh, here we go. Okay. Did you say, but you're gonna break that thing? But they go to the bed with the t shirt like he wanted, and it'd be some nigga like, Oh, hold up, put my clothes back on. All right, move it, move it along. <laughs> <laughs> my mouth was wide open. Oh my god, <laughs> does he talk about himself? Yes, yeah, okay. I was talking about me. And... Uh-uh, I'm not talking to you. Sorry. <laughs> In the news, <laughs> In the In the news, news. Now, culture. What's going on in these streets? Speaking of naked. <laughs>
M.H. Hey, little mama, let me holler in the year. So I can put it you don't believe in it come to my house uh, can somebody be marcus houston yeah. i don't know i don't know the remix like that i just know that that's the remix i see you smiling girl you know all right he sounded like he was talking because <laughs> he was yeah oh he's probably doing uh he's doing real estate yeah shout out to um them so yeah what's going on in the news Hugh hefner died huey yeah. You know what? What's it's it? crazy because for the longest time, like the last couple of years, I'd be like, dang, is Hugh Hefner still alive? Right. And then it, it you know, it not to you. say it finally happened, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to be funny, but it's funny because uh, who was that? French Montana. Um, huh? Don't say something. Life is short. Sir. What? He was 91. 91. <laughs> like, what are you, talking about? you know, and that's what, that's what was bad because a lot of people was like, oh man, he gone. I'm like, he was damn near a hundred. Right. right. He didn't see a lot of. Y'all was not checking for Huey. Like what? Yeah. They really wasn't. They was not. And that's checking another for dude. thing. Everybody out here, all oh, my man's, my boy. Like that was not checking for dude. Like come on. Now. How many chill Playboy out. editions did you buy? No. And his daughter took over the company. Like chill out, fam. Yeah, she probably good sixty some. So you yeah. know. Damn. I mean, I'm just saying because he's ninety. <laughs> yeah, you ever yeah, thought about yeah. that? Like your parents be ninety and you are gonna be like sixty? Yeah, yeah. Really and you, you still out there too? Y'all both kicking? Yeah. Me. Like, like the picture with the 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 lady was uh her, she was braiding her daughter hair and they was both old. <laughs> I didn't see that picture, but that sounds who's funny. Mama I think that's crazy. Who's the though, mama like, here? Y'all both old, so yeah. So, yeah, so. um, like y'all get any influences from her? Like y'all didn't y'all did I get a Playboy magazine? Y'all didn't get a chance to see I that. I never like, really no. Um, not in really partake in any of that. But it's funny because, like I said, everyone is all Hugh Hefner this, Hugh Hefner that, right. mm-hmm. and there was a thread on Twitter of all the bad shit that he had done in his lifetime, and they oh. like y'all praising this man, and he was out here on some bullshit. Oh, uh, what do you do? Um, short and sweet. <laughs> he posted. Um, so the very first issue, um, featured Marilyn Monroe. Uh-huh. So when she first got to Hollywood, she took naked pictures for fifty dollars. He bought them pictures for five hundred, put them in the magazine, and didn't tell her. Okay. So, can you imagine going to the store, seeing yourself on this cover of a magazine that you didn't even give your pictures to, that you didn't go to nothing? Mm. He did it to her. He did it to Madonna. He did it to Vanna White from Will of Fortune. Mm-hmm. And she actually was on Wendy Williams talking about it, and you know, she was like, "This could ruin me. Don't do this." And he still did it. Mm. She ended their relationship. Cause she was like, obviously you ain't my friend if you gonna yeah. do me like that. Like I didn't hear about that. He was doing that. a lot of just buying people pictures and putting them in the magazine without their consent. Um, mm. um, some people said that the um mansion has stuff to do with Bill's Cos Bill Cosby yeah, rape allegations. Um, and I was like, wow. And even Holly. I don't know if y'all remember who Holly is, but she was there when he was dating Kendra and the mm-hmm. other girl. Okay, yeah. And Holly, she said she was depressed and they couldn't eat. Like, they wouldn't get him carbs. They were forced to. They had to have orgies with him whenever. Yeah. So, I'm like, 
Get I'm back so over there with your old dick. <laughs> 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 sound like a lot there, buddy. Yeah, so it's just crazy because everybody like he was a man. I'm like, y'all don't even know what he what, I mean, what really went man, down. Bro. You know, I, I watched. Uh, I think it was an E True. It was a while ago. E True Hollywood, like that. Mm-hmm. I really watched that, but it was a while ago. It came on, just showing how he kind of started it or whatever, like way back then, and just kind of building it up. Um, yes, I did hear about uh, the Bill Cosby had a, a lot to do with it because when I watched his, his little, I think it was Eat True Hollywood of him and mm-hmm. his rape stuff. Um, they were talking about how when he kind of got on and got famous, he was hanging with people like Hefner and all that at the mm. Playboy Mansion. So you never really know what was going on there. Right. Um, I mean, I like you ever not to kind of take away from the topic, but <clears throat> I seen a like an article or like these photos of the old. They're old now, but them taking pictures, kind of looking the same, like in the same type of outfit that they were when they were young. And I'm like, mm-hmm. imagine your grandma being in that, like, that, like this. Go back to the fifties, <laughs> uh, fam. Like that's crazy. Uh, the old grandpa. That's wild, right? I was popping pussy. Right. You, that's wild. I'm like, because I was at work and they're like, what you mean? They was young. I'm like, but ugh. Like, that, what nah. you mean they was young too? No. <laughs> my grandma was like, chill out. Ugh. Baby, you see how I was. Make Jiffy. You know what? <laughs> you said I make my own corn, bread, bitch. <laughs> I, I can't remember what um, magazine posted it. I think it was Cosmo. Mm-hmm. Um, they posted an article from a girl who was actually conceived at the uh, mansion. And she said she spent a lot of her childhood in the wow. mansion um, because. Her mom, who was dating Hugh Hefner, got married by, got had her with some other guy who was wow. friends with him. But she said she spent a lot of time there. She said there were a lot of babies in yeah, the house. I'm sure. Right. And I was just like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of shit went down. When I think of it, I always think of um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when they was there on the episode. Right. And then when I went to L.A., we did the little tour. And we rode past, and it was like this little car. Or it was like a little Fiat going in there. We like follow that, follow that. And it's like uh, a little gate and shit. Like no, nah, uh, access denied. Uh, but yeah, it was. It, Chris it, be up in there, probably. Yeah, back over there with your theories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> be on the magazine list. Well, Sis? another thing too, I read that he was actually um, stood up for black people and was kind of uh, an activist in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. I guess depending on how much you want to say. So, right. but it just—I guess they talked about the article. He they just listed off a couple of things that he did, mm-hmm. and they said people would be surprised. In which I, you know, I am too. But then I think about how many black people I did see. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I th- oh, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I thought that was phone. I'm like, who called? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, no, really? no, but it makes me do think about how many black people I did see in pictures with them. Like I said, right. Bill Chamberlain or Bill Cosby or all these other people. Um, number one, it says he funded the Push Coalition, which was uh, spearheaded by Reverend Jesse Jackson and mm. uh, largely dedicated to fighting for civil rights for African American people. Um, he was a very loyal supporter of Martin Luther King during the civil rights era. Damn, he was um, alive for a long time. Think about that. He had like, dude. Damn near uh, decades of right. just shit. Um, he also risked losing a large part of his fan base by publishing interviews with black civil rights icons in Playboy mm. magazines, including Muhammad Ali, Martin Luther King Jr., and Malcolm X. Um, mm. And mm. then uh, Dick Gregory said that uh, um, that the Playboy Club back in the day had to check. Right. He had to check the franchise buyers for making black performers go through the back entrances of the venues. Mm. Um, so okay, so yeah. he wasn't he wasn't full of shit. Yeah, I guess it's all. He's well, towards the women, he was. You said he was well rounded. He was well rounded, <laughs> but you figure though, like uh-huh. back at Playboy was because uh, um, it was really a lot of competition. You probably had Hustler. I don't even know when they started, but so Playboy was the magazine. So yeah, you know, not not condoning what he did, but you know, back in the day, women rights weren't really 
you know, so that ideology was there. Like he, mm. then after you know the civil I mean, civil rights and then women, I, it's wrong. Don't get me wrong, but I, 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 I think that I get what you, you know, I get what, I mean? what you're saying, but. I mean, it's even. I guess they said that he bought the the slot next to Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. to be buried, and it's like, sir, she clearly didn't fuck with you, but right. So don't be sitting next to me. <laughs> um, and then just lastly, they said, uh, I think at the what's his name, the Hugh Hefner's uh, roast um, back like in two thousand two thousand and one, <clears throat> Dick Gregory got like teared up. Um, just you know, thanking Hugh Hefner, saying that his Playboy clubs opened the door, the door for black entertainers, because you know all these other clubs probably wouldn't let them perform, and he gave them that platform. So um, it's just interesting when you get stories like this, because you kind of get both sides of you know he was such a right. bad person, but then you hear like, okay, he did this, that was great. So I mean, you know, rest in peace, Hugh Hefner. I guess I want to ask y'all, do you, do you, I've been seeing people kind of compare it to like R. Kelly type thing, the Playboy thing. Is there any type of comparison to y'all or R. Kelly Playboy? Women, uh, well, the women was legal, was, uh, legal right? That's yeah. a big thing. I think but, we touched on that before. Right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like I said, I think the Playboy had this, uh, I'm going to say mystique to it, but it was uh, it was something to be, if you did give consent, it was something to be on Playboy. Like, I remember, um, not more recently, but I remember uh, Fancy from uh, Jamie Foxx was mm-hmm. on there. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to get a magazine, like type stuff. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how it was, but... <laughs> But it was it was unique to see women that you always saw as conservative, and then all of a sudden, like they're just giving themselves away on Playboy, and it's like, wow. I think no, that was King Magazine. I'm trying to think who else was on there that I'm trying to figure out. But anyway, but it was just cool to see like you know certain women on there, like wow, they just like and it was just coming of age where it's like you know I just want to you know be free and let myself go, and it's like okay, all right, turn the pages. Mm. Yeah. I mean, would y'all you. do it though? No, <laughs> no. I, I have one more remark. Get the podcast because you out. said that Hustler magazine was probably competition. It was not. I just looked it up. Oh, when when were they out? They Hustler Playboy started first issue was December nineteen fifty three. Hustler was nineteen seventy four. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, they probably weren't there to start, but yeah, yeah. So, I mean. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I never really see much Right. Yeah. But you can still see get a magazine. If you go to a gas station there, you got this behind the counter in a little plastic slot. So if you want to get a magazine, you got Axa. Rest in peace to Mr. Um, no. Yeah. Somebody said rest in Playboy or something. Rest in Playboy. Something like that. Yeah. He probably Lord. Maryland probably gonna slap the shit out of him. <laughs> like, who the no. fuck said you can get this site? Right. <laughs> right. You used to bought these right. <laughs> security. <laughs> Ain't they coming up? Yeah. He's stupid. So the NBA. So we, we got the NFL um players not standing and they're kneeling and things like that, the controversy right. Trump. So then I seen an article saying the NBA must the NBA said the players must stand during national anthem. Um so I guess thoughts on that, Monge. I know you brought up it's part of their contract. Yeah, like I think that. they said it's part of their contract. Um they're supposed to uh stand up for the uh for the national anthem. But like I said, I think it's a trade off um because they are able to tackle issues like uh racism and bigotry and Adam Silver um was very adamant about uh the the owner of uh the Clippers, how you know, how he was mm-hmm. very uh racist and you know, uh, mm-hmm. acting like he's a slave on. Yeah, I've got his name, but yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, I I think that's a trade off. I mean, because they can, they, like I said, they can tackle issues. And uh, I remember, I think it was was it Melo, LeBron, and uh, no, it was Chris Paul, Wade, and I think it was Melo. Damn, turn. Uh, right. <laughs> 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 uh, 
when they were at the uh, I don't know if it was the NBA Awards or the SBs and they were talking about um, you know uh, I think Trayvon Martin and uh, Tim, Tamir Rice and um, all those that are that were killed and slaved. So um, so yeah yeah I don't know what y'all think is it a trail or they should be able to do whatever they want to do. I, I, what I find interesting is they said it, you said it's in the contract and they're saying that you must stand but I feel like the NBA players are more they're more vocal and free about what they're saying and how they feel versus NFL people are kind of spotting up and saying stuff now but right. but I feel like I don't know it's it just it's an interesting concept when I saw that I was like oh really so I'm curious to see if somebody doesn't stand up or doesn't you know put the hand on their chest what what would happen what they would say so I kind of feel like what you said, like, and you, Mwanja um, said, it's in their contract. Is it really? Like, yeah. literally, if I got that, if so. I got a twenty page contract in front of me, it says you will stand for all national anthems at every right. game because at the end of the day, like a lot of people are saying, that's still freedom of speech. Yeah, and technically, it's not hurting nobody. Some some people at the games don't stand up for that shit. Mm-hmm. So you telling me the usher gonna walk by? Excuse me, ma'am, stand up, please. Right. Nigga, no. What the yeah. fuck? It says right, ESPN. This is NBA. Um, it's from ESPN. NBA rules enforces players to uh, enforces the rule that NBA players must stand up for the national anthem. That's crazy. Only because, uh, like what Reese just said, it feel like it seemed like they're more vocal about what the fuck been going on, as opposed to the NFL players being here and there and unsure what they really want to do. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Interesting to see what would take place in the upcoming season. Yeah. Um, it, it made me think, if you go back to um, when they had all them fights, like, the, was it the Pacers versus the Pistons? <laughs> and uh, the whole Allen Iverson thing. Like the fights when, used to be cracking. When he was, uh, you know, wearing his braids, his tattoos, mm-hmm. and they would come to the game dressed any type of way. Uh, or I shouldn't say any type of way, any way they wanted to. And then they made the rule that they had to dress up and wear the suits and stuff. And I remember watching one of um, Cedric the Entertainer, one of his older stand-ups, and he was like, well, shit, you paying me all that money, I'll come in there with a clown suit on. So I guess I just wanted y'all thoughts on that. Like, if is it about if the money? Like, it's kind of like you stand up, you get this money, or you wear a suit, you come here like I say. Because in a way, sometimes I think about, you know, stuff like that, the whole trading, and you got to do this, you got to do that. And sometimes it makes me think like, you you paying me all this money, but it's like, damn, like if I don't believe in something, like do well, I just like fuck it? Well, or do I do it because I don't want to risk all that? According to the New York Post, they obtained the memo that uh, Adam Silver uh, put out. He says uh, in the memo obtained by the Associated Press, uh, Deputy Commissioner Mark Tatum suggested teams use their opening game to demonstrate your commitment to the NBA's core value of equality, diversity, inclusion. And serve as a unifying force in the community. Is that what you're trying to say? Um, and uh, it also says that the league office will determine how to deal with any possible instance in which a player, coach, or trainer does not stand for the anthem. Teams do not have the discretion to waive this rule, the memo says. So uh, mm-hmm. the players have embraced their roles in those efforts, and we are proud to work. Uh, proud of the work they do in their community. So the NBA is very involved in the uh, in the community because I, th- I think they have NBA Cares and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So I don't know. Like I said, I guess it's a trade-off. It's kind of like if you go to your job and your job says you can do all these things except this one thing. It's kind of like, you know, I guess my how much only, more freedom do you want? I guess my only question is, um, I think earlier you said they can be activists anywhere else. Um, but that's the thing. So outside of work is cool. Like, I feel like even when they not on, on the court, they're still representing the team. 
you know, that's yeah. still them. So if they have to do it when they're on the court, then why does it make sense what they do outside? You know what I mean? Like, will it, will they incorporate what they do outside of playing basketball into that? Like, oh, you want to do this outside of work? Now, you know, that now there's going to be repercussions because you want to go and do this. So you're you saying that they, like they're somewhere else and they don't stand for the national anthem. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, say, you know, they're being, they're saying, he said that they have to stand during the national anthem, mm-hmm. during, the, during the games. So earlier you said they can be an activist anywhere else. Right. So technically they do it anywhere, but not at work. What's the point then? What, what you saying that they can't be activists at work? No, I'm saying... <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Mom. I'm asking, what's the point in telling them that they must stand during the game, but outside of the games, they can do what they want? Because to me, they're still supporting the cause, whether they do it at, whether you're making them stand for the national anthem or not. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I see yeah. it as if you had, I ain't gonna say regular, but hell, you had a regular job. It's like, you know. I'm at work, so I'm finna act, you know, put my little voice on and do what I do. Then I'm when I leave, I'm finna go smoke some weed and be a regular person <laughs> and fight for. I can see, I can see where they're trying to go, but I agree with you though. So it's like the whole realm of it is, regardless right. of what the fuck you tell me, I can or cannot do. I'm still going to be supporting this cause. People are still going to look at my social right. media, right? Look at me. That's what I'm I get. At. I get both sides. That's just what I'm saying. You know, I think the, the ultimately what the the ideal of everyone standing for the flag is is this right here. It says. It helps demonstrate your commitment to the NBA core values of equality, diversity, inclusion, and serve as a unifying force in the community. The key word is unifying. So they don't want you to, one person is standing down for this or not not standing for this cause or, or you know, or sitting down for this cause or whatever the case may be. But as as everyone in the NBA, you all must stand and put your heart against, you know, put your heart Put your hand on your heart and, you know, say the national anthem. You don't even have to say it. I don't even think you have to say it. You just have to listen to it because, you know, they always got individual singing and songs. So, Dan, what if I don't feel like raising my hand that day? What if my arm broke? Right. I, I mean, you can't do somebody. that, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't but know. I think it's just, you know, like, you know, like it's certain jobs where. Yeah, unifying. That's still forcing them. That's serve right. as a unifying force in the community. Just because you make. So, I'm, so I'm supposed to honor this flag. Like, it don't yeah. make sense to me. Uh, like, if I don't believe in it, if they're, if the, fuck, fuck the flag, I guess, the purpose of it is the whole police brutality, you know, cops racism. killing, yeah, cops killing, you know, people of color. And it's like, oh, well, let's just unify the people. Just stand up and just, let's just use this one item to unify. Right. Like, that's kind of fake to me. Like, yeah, it's like, let, no. let's ease over it with yeah. showing that we can all stand together. Fuck that. When somebody wants to take a of work, knee, I don't give a fuck about this shit. Exactly. I, I get what they're trying to do, but that, that reason or explanation I don't like. Like y'all, y'all yeah. get that I, I look at it like this. It's like uh, when you go to work and you work for auto auto parts. You come in and everybody that you see that work for auto parts has an auto part polo on. And you see this one person got a black shirt on and you're like, okay. And he go over here trying to tell you where the where the uh what's the name is, I don't know, the the spark plugs are. And you're like, hey, you don't work for auto parts, I don't see what you think. You know, I don't know, maybe that's a stretch, but I think that's what they're trying to say saying, and do. But regardless of me wearing this goddamn auto part shirt, I'm Carmelo mm-hmm. Anthony. You know who the fuck I am. Like That's true. I guess. So, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I said, it. it'd be interesting. Yeah. See. So I, I'm I'm ready to see what type of, if any type of what is, fire I, be under somebody's ass. Yeah, right. Up, I want to you know. see if someone don't come out onto the floor. So I had to pee. I had to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Petty. Pee time, um, 
Let's let's talk a little bit about Miss Cardi B. Now her Bodak Yellow went number one. You can't fuck with me if you wanted to. Yeah. These expensive, these is bloody shoes. Mm, 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 Shout out to Cardi mm, B. Um, yeah. Like you said, like you were saying, um, number one on the um, top one hundred. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I think like a couple of weeks ago she was up against Taylor Swift, and he's like, if y'all keep streaming her song, then right. she'll be number one. And Lo and behold. Yeah. Sorry, Taylor Ann. Do y'all find it interesting? Um, yeah, funny. Of Lauren Hill being the only one to do that back in the 90s. And then she was I like do. a different type of rapper, you know, conscious person in a sense. And then her, not to say nothing's wrong with what Cardi's talking about, but she's just different. Um, Does, I, I have does that seen, reflect the times we're in now? I've sorry. seen that debate. I think it's just times. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's a catchy song people some yeah. people feel a different way about it but it's a catchy song um i feel like she made a song that women can relate to mm-hmm. um you know sometimes you need that little lift like damn you know some might be really fucking with you and then you just like bitch you can't fuck with me if you wanted to just get geek like right i don't dance <laughs> right like i never dance but i think um and me and my boyfriend talk about this a lot cardi b used love and hip-hop for what it should be used for right she used that as the a platform to, to really make it right she used that as a platform to get her actually somewhere yeah um so i commend her on her success yeah. i mean but it is crazy that nikki or even remy yeah. now that she's out and still doing her thing that none of them have hit this yeah. mark yet i think remy she missed a lot of her and i don't want to say she's not prime or peak right now but that kind of younger remy she missed a lot from being in jail um and then nikki not to say that i really agree with it but Charlemagne, where he was saying that uh or whatever i think i was listening to break whatever i was listening to they said that um nikki I don't want to say could have done it, but she kind of always went toward pop. I was going to say, that's what I was just about to say. Nikki yeah. be on her pop. And, and I mean, I guess that's Nothing the, wrong mu- with it, right, that's the yeah. music game for her. She was like, okay, let me commercialize myself. Nothing wrong with that. But sis, if you were spitting these bars, could have been you. Yeah. I, I would have liked I to know. see it. I would have liked to see it happen for Nikki. Yeah, I don't think, I don't want to say y'all, but not y'all in general, but I don't think the people rallied around Nikki the way they rallied around Bodak Yellow be honest with you because you think so yeah oh, absolutely but like it, like but looking at nikki's nikki's um albums what song what single was hard like this song though man he's had plenty of songs let me let me go to her catalog see, i can't off top think of something that's like a hard rap song it kind of had time. like a pop that's what i'm saying and it kind of it always had like a pop feel to it and not like knocking Nikki at all, but I think right. and I think we did rally. Like when Nikki came, everybody was pro Nikki. Like everybody was singing itty bitty piggy. Yeah, way, I don't. Not but the way they doing Bodak Yellow, like they all turn DJs would turn on Bodak Yellow, and everybody would sing the song. Because play the music I, back in there is right on I, time. I think it's, it's more catchy. catchy. I think it's just different than what something something that Nikki put out, and I don't know. It's just different to me. I I see what you're saying, but I don't. I don't think. I think people did rally around her. It was just a different. Different time, different type of rally. Because I remember that we was going to Whitewater and all that. We was bumping. Nicki Minaj was a shit. Like, shut this up. Thank you, no, you little hoe. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. Nicki had the songs, but like yeah. Reese said, like I feel like a lot of her music after like her first album had a pop vibe to it. Even the song she was yeah. rapping on, very poppy. So it's like 
Yeah, but I, I this is what I want to say. I do think that when that did come out and say, hey, Cardi's song is going to pass Taylor Swift, keep streaming, keep... I think that right. did give it a push even more. Definitely. But I think just it being a catchy song, because I didn't hear the song for a long time. I just heard about it until I actually heard it. And then I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, I'm just... I'm, I'm curious to see where uh, where she takes this to. Like, what do you guys think her, like an album or you think that she has a chance at like more Hope success she got an album coming out um i know she's had a couple mixtapes um so i hope that next is an album she's one thing that somebody said is right now she's she's out here she's on the platform you know she's on the pedestal so she needs to put out another popping song so we can see that there is more to her than just this song because a lot of people are arguing the fact that um she stole kodak black's um flow from one of his songs so they're like we need to see something else and it's like well if you knew she had other mixtapes you would know that she has original music this just the song that popped for her yeah. yeah. Um I think the album gonna be trash, to be honest with you. <laughs> Have you listened to the mixtapes? Nah. I haven't uh, I heard it with other either. song No We Weaves or something like that. What's it called? Weave? Oh, I don't know. I like her verse on um G Easy. Oh, yeah, her song. features are cold. Like her features are great. Like I, yeah, she's killing the features. And that song is cold. That song's gonna be up there too. Yeah, she's gonna be cold because her man is offset. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I really, I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna say I don't know too much about hip hop or like what's going on today, but I, agree. I, I could just kind of, you know, feed in on where I, my opinion flows. So mm-hmm. I, I guess all I can say is we'll see. We'll see what Miss Cardi B does. I'm proud of her and her little, her not little, excuse me, her big success. <laughs> um, and we'll see what she does next. You know? Yeah. Um, who's this? Moanja, Issa Rae, and uh, America Ferrera talk about credit cards. Yeah, I just wanted to. Uh, bring I ain't heard up. her name in a long time. America Ferrera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who is she? She was on Ugly Betty. I was gonna say Ugly oh, Betty. Oh, that is her. Okay, travel, a sister, the traveling, With the pants. traveling yes. pants. Yeah, I was gonna say something her. on Disney. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't. I didn't get that when I read the article. They didn't say what, who she was, but um, as far as what she did, but um, they were just talking about um, after college, uh, some of the hard lessons they had to learn beyond school. Um, so they were at the america uh marriott internationals empower me uh in philadelphia led by good morning america correspondent tj holmes and uh like i said they were essentially just giving out some some gems to people that um while they're going through college something to pick up that they should uh pick up so america for was talking about how the teachers should be paid accordingly in that their resources should also be respected i'm a, a quoter she says uh Make it in a job where the best and brightest want to go to work. I want to go into that work. They're the ones who are teaching our future generations. And so respecting education, I think, starts with respecting respecting educators and resourcing them to do the best job they can do with educating young people. So uh, she also says that I would also say that there are there's always an opportunity to learn more about people and about issues. Um, she said the most she's ever learned about any given issue is by sitting down and talking to people, sitting down with them face to face with someone and saying, how does this issue impact you? How does environmental justice impact you and uh, impact you? And how does the wage gap impact you? So mm. so essentially what you're saying is that I believe that teachers should get paid more. I, I think that it's unfair. Um, I, and I think I did an article about this uh, when I was in college about um, remember y'all had to take humanities classes to get uh, mm-hmm. so uh, you know just a little BS classes to get some uh, credits. But some of those classes had some good points. Uh, and I talked about how athletes get paid way more than teachers, and I feel like that's not fair. 
Uh, Shit, a lot of people get paid more than teachers. Right, but uh, let's take a look at the Russell uh, Westbrook. He just signed a $204 billion contract. He's essentially getting $400 million a year, which I think equates down to a little over uh, 500k a game. So and it's eighty two games in the season. Damn, that's crazy. You getting five hundred dollars just to play a, a hour and a half game, two hour game? Oof. Damn, crazy. Whereas a teacher barely got pencils and papers for all their students, and they have to take money out of their paycheck to, uh, to you know, so service the class. I remember going to Webster, and teachers were, uh, giving away papers, and uh, they would had to buy papers and shit. I mean, stuff like that. And <laughs> <laughs> it's a serious topic. I can't say shit. Uh, yes, you can. And, uh, right, right. And crayons and stuff like that. And soon after class and school was over, they were outside picketing and rallying saying they don't have any money. Uh, so, so I just, yeah, I just feel like. Question. Um, yeah. kind of off topic, on topic with you just saying that they don't, you know, um, they don't have things that they need for obviously their right. students. So, um, I know I see a couple parents on my Facebook timeline, um, before school started, they were saying, why I got to buy all this shit for my kid? Right. Like, why is this not provided <laughs> right. for the school? Because if you look at some of the, the supply lists, like some teachers, they want four boxes of Kleenex, hand sanitizer, which obviously that stuff's needed. Right. Kids get sick and, you know, we got to clean up and stuff like that. But do you think that that's something that the teacher should be able to afford? Like, if they were getting paid enough, do you think that that's something that they should have to get themselves or should parents still provide that? Because hmm. I think it's a, a, the reason why they want those things is it's a community thing. They want to buy four because they had a classroom size of 30 kids. Right. And trying to teach 30 kids and all of them sniffling in the season like me. So they're going to need, they need tissue. They need, they need those things. They need hand sanitizer. So why not as a parent, why not say, you know what? My, yeah, my child needs those. My child is going to school here. I don't want my child to be sick. Yeah, I'm going to get some hand sanitizer. Get your little, little ass kid up there and then wash his little hands and those study nose kids. I guess the thing that raises a lot of parents questions, even my mom, my little brothers are five and six. Yeah. Why does a five year old need to bring six boxes of tissue in or except for that one month that I couldn't afford it? <laughs> right. And I think that's what it's for, honestly. I mean, I get that to overflow mm-hmm. for the parents who ain't gonna buy it, but damn, what if all what if ten parents say they ain't gonna buy it and it, yeah. the other five gotta make up for with those ten parents then? I mean, I think I mean ultimately you just buy what you you know, you you supposed to do. And if they you, People, other people don't, then that's kind of. But know. then the teacher's still short. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I guess I'm not a parent, but just kind of think. I guess I'm thinking of it like work. Because when I go to work, they be having all these supplies and shit. Right. And right. I be taking hand sanitizer in the closet. Like, oh shit, I ain't <laughs> using this shit. Put it on my desk or like the little Lysol right. wipes. Right. You go to the bathroom. There's soap and shit there right. sometimes. Yeah. I've been cleaning people. Um. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think of it of it that way, and I think like. Ultimately, obviously, it's not perfect, but it should somehow be built into the school's budget or definitely something within yeah. uh, the system, which is uh, obviously agree. we're struggling right now with a lot of shit. So, I mean, like with our, my company, um, Staples is a competitor, and Staples supplies all of our our uh, office supplies. They have pens, papers, pads come from Staples, and it's like. <laughs> Uh, businesses need to partner up with schools and say, you know what, for this right. year, we're going to support, you know, whatever you need. So if you need highlighters, you need pencils, you need construction paper, you need X, Y, and Z, we're going to go ahead and funnel it in the school. That's a tax write-off. Go ahead and do it. Um, uh-huh. But yeah. continue on. Um, so Issa kind of talked about her, uh, about how she was in college and how uh, she was upset that, you know, she was trying to learn uh, financial literacy. But unfortunately, she was learning from her friends that, you know, that didn't know anything. So she says, uh, I think 
that uh, financial literacy is so important in our communities that it's it, and it's just not taught. Financial literacy is a resource I know I didn't have. I learned from my friends, and my friends didn't know what they were talking about. Mm. Uh, here she said um, on stage she talked about how hard, uh, how uh, the hard way, learning the hard way about college credit uh, uh, credit cards in college, knowing that you weren't supposed to open up three lines of credit. Because uh, she said essentially she got him in the mail under her name already. Half was already filled out. And uh, she said that Eddie also got a t shirt with it as well, too. Um, she says it feels like common sense now for me, but it was like free money, just make the minimum payments. Um, so we get caught up into this trap. And then she talks about how she um, used her credit cards to get uh, uh, filming equipment, cameras, and stuff like that in her apartment, got raided. And they took, you know, not rated, but uh, someone broke into her apartment and they took all that stuff, but she couldn't get it replaced because she maxed out on her credit card. So mm. she was saying that how she wished that financial literacy was taught at an early age and also during college to, uh, you know, prevent people in this stump now. Because I was like, I'm some water. I, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I kind of wish I had a. Juicy mouth. Juicy mouth? You said what? <laughs> no. uh, I kind of <laughs> wish that I had. Um, Learn that because I want oh, yeah, I want I, I would have definitely like the way I like to travel. I would have definitely got me a Delta credit card. Now mm-hmm. it's been it done. Like yeah. great, but now I gotta pay all the other credit cards. And stuff like yeah, that. see, I, I I agree. Like, um, I think the only finance class that I took was earlier in my college career, and um, it was like a class part of a scholarship. It was a one credit class, but you didn't really learn much. It was just right, and you got other important stuff for your major that you're worried about. So you're not really focusing totally on that topic, but I think a little push from undergrad or not undergrad um, high school, maybe even starting off in, in, you know, middle school a little bit, um, going into high school, it'll get you, um, it'll, it'll get us all somewhere. So I don't know. I think that's dope though. I think, um, hopefully down the line, high schools and uh, colleges push more to, uh, to get, to get more, uh, kids and students knowledgeable, um, about that. Yeah, so this is summing up. It says uh, we don't all come from the same background and same families, homes where our parents had the time to time all the resources to focus on our education. So I think it starts very early in acknowledging that as a society and trying to level trying to level the playing field for young people who have zero to say in their circumstances. I think that's paramount to becoming the country that we try to be. So, um, so ultimately, it's best to try to catch us catch kids young, and that's something I'm definitely gonna do with my kids. And for sure. Right, just something very simple like, uh, you know, like you know how do you have the little fake change and like give me a nickel, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then also having the fake change and having a bank and allowing them to play like, you know, if you want money out, you got to get a loan and you got to pay that loan back, like little stuff like that. Right. So when they get older, they'll be like, oh, I remember my my mom and my dad showed me this. And yeah. Write a fake check and it, pretend like it bounced back. It's yeah, so funny. But, but, so you got, it, my L, <laughs> you got it, my Yeah, even like with like car loans or just loans in general. Right. Like it's amazing how like a lot of people, which is not understandable. People don't know the process. People don't. But sometimes you do have to go through stuff to understand it. But it'll be right. great to have that knowledge. Like, okay, don't do this. Don't sign that. Because sometimes people don't have that person sitting next right. to them and say, wait a minute, hold on. Always pay more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, <laughs> so, so, yeah. I mean, I think that's dope. Shout out to Issa Rae. She's doing a, a bunch of great things. And um, I saw her with uh, Miss Michelle Obama along yeah. with um, yeah, Mrs. Um, Michelle Obama, excuse me, with uh, Tiffany Haddish. And, she was uh, with her. Yes, yeah, she was Regina. No, she was Regina Hall. Not Regina. Yeah, Regina Hall doing the uh, um, for the D Challenge. Yeah, and um, America for her. I haven't again. I haven't seen her in a while. So yeah. shout out to her too. 
as we all know that Puerto Rico has been hit with some, I believe it was two, um, don't quote me, but, um, two heavy hurricanes completely destroying, um, most of, you know, Puerto Rico. So, um, it's funny because someone said a couple of days ago on Twitter, I saw someone said these cruise, cruise ships should go out there, you know, cause they have the resources, it's rooms, mm-hmm. food, um, electricity obviously and things like that um so royal caribbean canceled um an upcoming cruise to send a boat to puerto rico and the u.s virgin islands to help the hurricane victims um the boat carries a little over three thousand passengers and um so it's gonna go out there saturday Mm -hmm. this article was written two days ago so saturday um it's going to go to San Juan, St. Croix, and St. Thomas on Friday and pick up evacuees and bring them supplies. Um, so I thought that I thought that, that was dope because um, Hillary Clinton? Yeah. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. It didn't sound right coming out. Hillary Clinton actually tweeted Trump and was like, there's a Navy base close by. Right. Why aren't y'all using that? And it took, she tweeted that two days ago and then they sent the ship out two days after she said it or you know the navy got their shit together two days after she said that (laughs) and it's like really like these are you u.s american citizens right u.s citizens i can't talk today but it was just like really do like yeah i think uh, was it jay-z or somebody sent um and a jet down there too or yeah i know um i believe title has a plane um they're filling it with supplies and um cardi b has said stuff about it a lot a couple other artists said some too they're sending it out on the fifth mm-hmm. to go there um beyonce got this new song where she's singing in spanish mm-hmm. she said all of her proceeds is gonna go towards right um helping those victims as well so i think delta sent something over there too delta yeah okay. delta sent over something over there i saw there well, about damn time yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so I see the plane over there. I think it was Rock Nation. I think Rock Nation was because Rihanna was tweeting about it. Yeah, Rihanna did tweet about yeah. it too. But I don't. I don't know. Was that with Title? Because Title doing something. Yeah, somebody sent a jet over there. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. So um, shout out to the people of Puerto Rico. Hopefully everybody's um gets safe. better and everybody's safe and uh, hopefully the cruise ships and then the airplane yeah. anything anybody's sending over there get them out of there get them help uh, for whatever predicaments they're in. So shout out to yeah. Puerto Rico and you know they are part of the United States, Mr. Trump. Yeah. So I was starting to have a conversation with my men's class and we were just talking about how it's just so strange. Like all these hurricanes are coming back to back. And I think we talked about it last episode, but do y'all feel like the government is really like creating these hurricanes? Like, cause I'm now, the more no. I think about it, the more it's just, I don't know. Like it's Puerto well, I was, Rico. I was saying I mean, this before. That's yeah. funny. That's why it's funny to me. Cause yeah. I was trying to talk about it, but I guess nobody really understood what I was saying. Yeah. Cause I always read I shit research. like that. And yeah. Uh, I was reading about like Harp and just the articles and just understanding that, you know, we do as people have a lot of control over things that go on um, with, uh, I don't want to say just with weather, but just the way we can control a lot of things. Now you never really know. I was, I saw something where I think it was Eisenhower or Reagan. Mm -hmm. I might be, I might be off somewhere. One of the presidents said, you know, either or yeah, they were, they said something at the UN. They said the, the country that controls the weather controls the world Mm -hmm. and then after that nothing else was said about it Mm -hmm. meaning that i think that they have the well i know for a fact that they have the ability to control the weather and they're using that and testing it out on poor communities because we can't pay we can't pay for it so 
they're probably wiping out those poor communities and rebuilding them to, you know, like Inglewood. Inglewood is getting gentrified. You're going to put Starbucks in there. All these other companies are just taking opportunities. Like, you know, your home is damaged. We'll pay. We'll buy you out for, you know, who do half the value of your house. When you got no money, you know, you're trying to rebuild. Sure. Take it. And then now you at an apartment in this underdeveloped community. You know, why not? It's a, it's a, in natural disasters, it's always a great business opportunity to change some shit in the neighborhood. Change some shit in the neighborhood, exactly. Because right. I can take advantage. I got money. I got. I, I can rebuild this area, put up a whole new condo. Because now I don't have to pay. I don't have to pay anybody the construction company to knock all the shit down, and I don't have to buy anybody out. The shit is already destroyed. So why not? So just go ahead and just pay for half because you need money. I hope that's not the case, but if it is, it's sick. You're sick. Well, it's a lot of sick shit going on, so you never know. So, hmm. yeah, so that's uh, the weather in Puerto Rico. And again, everybody in these areas, stay safe. And are there any more hur- hurricanes popping up? <sighs> I don't know. I'm not sure, but hurricane season um, is not over until November. So mm. it yeah. could, um, something could come up. Yeah. No, I mean, like anything that we know that's like behind oh, all this other shit. That not that I know. So, so, yeah. So, yeah, shout out to them. And again, everybody stay safe. <laughs> So, skin into some dating and relationships. Yeah. So we want to talk about a little little closure, huh? Mm. Who got closure? Closed. Um. <laughs> I was talking to my boyfriend earlier, and yeah, closure. What? Oh, sorry. Closure from what? Um, he wanted to know if we thought that closure was necessary. Um, when ending. A uh, relationship. You are helping, sis. You're breaking my heart over here. I'm rooting, I'm rooting for you. You're so petty. I'm, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so I guess just what are y'all thoughts on if it's necessary? And I guess if you do think it's necessary, how do you go about getting that closure? Do you think it should be face to face, over the phone, through text, blah, blah, blah? I think it should be face to face. I think some, I don't want to. Uh, I guess just understanding, listening vicariously or whatever, TV shows, whatever. Depending on the situation, sometimes it may not be necessary. Depends. But I think ultimately, most of the time it is just to kind of get all that shit off out the way. Um, And then definitely face to face, say what you got to say, even if it's a TV show. But even looking at Insecure, a lot of that shit could have been said already. And then I think that piece of closure kind of gave them both... um, uh, a way to, to kind of end it without kind of harboring feelers. They both got what they really wanted to say out. And um, that was that. But for me, I think it's necessary. It depends on the situation, but definitely get it out and face to face. Yeah. Honest closure is the best. Cause you know, uh, depending on how the situation broke up, if someone mm-hmm. did this or someone did that, acknowledging what you did in the relationship, it, it definitely helps out because if y'all continue to go on, you know exactly what you're not going to do. Um, in the future, or or at least you can say, you know what, it's my fault. This is why this happened. X, Y, and Z. And then other person can say, great. Well, that's exactly how I felt. I mean, unfortunately, had to take us to this point. And then on top of that, too, if you do decide to go and date other people, you are able to go with this clear conscience of, right? Like, hey, you know, I did some effed up stuff. I'm not going to take it over into my next relationship. So. Yeah. And then you open up the op- opportunity too to be friends. So you know if that's something that um, that'll work, 
Yeah. The mic. And I think I think that's the problem though, and I'm glad you said that people you end up moving on in a situation and motherfuckers go, Oh, okay. And I think that's what the closure is for. So you got a clear conscience, you know that right. you did what you y'all tried to fix it or close the door and shit and it's okay. So and I think that's a, a the big problem with the, the generation, I don't even want to say our generation, the time that we in now, people just ain't honest. And yeah. people make up stuff. They tell half the story and some Reach. of the story, and okay. then you'd be like, "What the fuck?" So I just, I don't know. I just, I see a lot of stuff and read a lot of shit and, right. and all that other stuff. No, not right. Seriously. Um, so agree. yeah. Okay. No. Anything I'm, else? Yeah. Um, no. I, I, I get the the uh, the hammer on the nail. I always get that that phrase messed up. But lastly, what you think though? Nail on the head. Nail on, nail on the head. Yeah, that's what I was like. Nail on the <laughs> head. You talk too hard. <laughs> Definitely. Talk too hard. Hammer Stupid. on the nail. Um, I think I've heard that before though. Um, honestly, um, I'm probably like sixty forty on the on the topic. Sixty mm. percent. I'm for um for the reasons y'all said. Um, can help you for when you move on and go into the next right. relationship or. Even if you harbor in those feelings, because sometimes you keep you, know, you keep thinking about the situation, you're gonna get mad. You like, what the hell? Right. And, you know, it brings um, out an angry. I mean, you know, some people get sad. Some get some go through different stages. But I know me personally, I've been through the sad, the angry. I want to know why. What the fuck? You know, I've been through that. So I think it is necessary, and I definitely think it should happen face to face because even. In everyday conversation, things in text messages get misconstrued. Right, so right, right, right. face-to-face is the best way to go. Um, but at the same time, some situations don't need closure, um, in my opinion. Um, and those are the ones you just take it for what it is and move on. Uh, okay. Um, some people you can't talk to. Some people are not going to be honest with you, even when given the opportunity, hey, let's just hash things out. Let's just talk. They're still not going to give you what you need. So... Don't even put yourself in this situation. What if um, someone like, you know, you break up with them and then like five, ten years down the line, they they find you like, you know what? I was a complete asshole when we were dating, yada, yada, yada. Like, I mean, of course, it doesn't matter now. You've moved on with your life. But do you think is that I guess I would say, is it appropriate to do that still, even if the person if I mean, if the, if it's on their heart, I can't tell them not right. what to not say to me. Um but I'm, oh, I should say not to cut you off, but even though I did, um, <laughs> uh, you mean for my end? Yeah, for your end. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it's on your heart, if you really feel that, if I really felt that it was, if it's something that I need to get out, um, then sure, because you can't control no one else's emotions, right? Um, so they gonna respond to it however they respond to it, but at least for me. I would know, okay, I don't have to think about this. Right. Hopefully I ain't carrying it around for five years, but uh, <laughs> you never know. Sometimes you see people and a lot of thoughts come back and you think, oh, I should have said this when we were right. together or, you know, things like that. So I guess it kind of really just depends on you and that person and how y'all are. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree. I can now, now I'm thinking about it because I was also going to say while you were saying that, um, Sometimes you know you just have to forgive the person for yourself and keep it moving, exactly. especially if they That's don't. Some yeah. situations don't. I don't feel like it requires. It. No, you you're can, absolutely you can right. Do without it, you're absolutely right. I totally agree with that. Cause, yeah, because sometimes people are just not won't own up to their shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like if you ain't gonna come with the truth, it's purposeless. But at the end of the day, you already know what you brought to the table. So um, yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, you're right. I, I agree. I totally agree. Like I said, I have a person that's been through that before. Um, you know, sometimes they don't even know what they did. They don't even think they did anything wrong. And that's exactly. the, that's the scary part. And, the, like, and then you're gonna be going around in the circle trying to get them to understand with your exactly. side, and they're gonna be like, "Well, I don't see it that way." So then you kind of just got to be like, you know what? Fuck it. Exactly. At least you gave it a shot, I guess. I mean, right. <laughs> At least you gave it a shot. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I mean. You the, Score. The attempt, and if it don't work, then, I mean, shit, what else could you do? At least you yeah. tried. So I think that that's closure to me, at least. You're like, all right, that motherfucker's still stupid. Right. Yeah, that hoe's still stupid, whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Whatever the situation is. So, right. so yeah, that was an just interesting topic on, right. Why well, everybody in there, just, just pray for them. Just like praying, I hope that shit. Just, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. So, oh, oh, oh it's my race. So, um. Slowly. I've actually been, I think I had this as a topic for a while and I just kept forgetting about it. And uh, then every time it came up, I couldn't really word it right. And the only way that I can explain it to you is this example. That's what made me think of it a while ago. So I was watching the Braxton Family Values. This was like really? their last season. Yeah. And it uh, was their last season a couple months ago. So Tony uh, started dating Birdman and she was kind of, she was like oh, trying to um, introduce, um, him to her dad and all this stuff. You know, Birdman's, you know. He on the show? He was on like one of them episodes. So he's a different kind of guy. So, you know, so she's still was, dating? I don't know. So oh. she was talking to uh, Tawanda, mm-hmm. her sister, about it. And it's because Tawanda's the reasonable one. So she talked to her. And she was just kind of like, yeah, you know, um, Tawanda was like, so what's going on? Like, you know, what's. And she's like, well, you know, I just, <laughs> I just, we've been such great friends for so long and I don't want to mess it up. And, and she's like, but Tony, like, he does this for you. Y'all do this to each other. Y'all are so good together. Like, why not, why not try it out? And she was like, I don't know. I think, I think I'm, I think I'm afraid to be happy. Oh. And I thought that was an interesting statement. So I guess, have you ever, have you ever felt, felt that type of way or? Oh, uh, afraid to be happy? Or have you ever known somebody that you that you feel like uh, I think you're afraid to be happy, fam? Mm. Or, I think I just think I thought it was an interesting statement. Like you know, thinking of especially just thinking of where she is in her life. I mean, she got a couple of bankruptcies, but you right. know, and then you dating this guy, he's your friend. But then she's like, I think I'm afraid to be happy. And Tawana was like, Damn, why? And I think they kind of mm. had. A, I can't remember what happened after that, but I just thought that statement was interesting. Like, have you? And I think it's a deep statement because maybe it was a time where you maybe sabotage something because you know. You mm. subconsciously didn't do it, or consciously you didn't think about it, but it happened, and you said like, "Damn, maybe." And I, just, I don't. I just thought it was a really, really interesting topic. So. I, I have known someone like that, and they've even used the word, uh, the words, "I sabotage things." When I, when, when things are going too well, I have to sabotage it because I don't, I don't think I'm ready to be at this point. I don't think I'm ready to be happy, which is kind of like, that's interesting fam, to like, me. Mm. like. It's like they're saying that they don't deserve the happiness that's coming their way. I feel like a lot of things in life are unexpected. They come right. at yeah. moments where you least expect it. If that's love, um, friends, whatever, you know, sometimes you got to soak that shit in. But some people, they just self-sabotage you. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't allow good things to happen to them because they don't think that they deserve it or they're not ready for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Kind of sucks because, like I said, shit come and then sometimes you just yeah. gotta roll the punches. Roll yeah. The punches, get knocked out. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I haven't met anyone like that that's uh, afraid to be happy. Let me think, let me think, let me think. <laughs> I, I have someone in my mind, but I don't think that's what exactly they said. 
Um, well, tell I, us what they said. I'm curious. I, I, I don't. I'm trying to remember what they said, but oh, okay. I, I just think in the in situations where it's too good to be true, I guess in this, I guess that's the same sense. Mm-hmm. They kind of like pull away. Um, I guess when you say too good to be true, you mean like they lying about something, or they feel like yeah, yeah. Th- this particular person always feel like there's a caveat somewhere. They're they're mm. like they're but are so, they self sabotaging, putting that in their mind? Like it they're, has they're to putting be they're putting it yeah. Or was they're putting there something in their like, no. yeah, looking for something to be wrong when ain't yeah, nothing see, wrong. Yeah, so I think that okay. <laughs> Ew, I think yeah. it's Joe Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Put some ice on it, really. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, and I, and it's a guy. Uh, too. So, um, so that's very interesting to see that. But, um, you know, my person wasn't a guy. Oh, I, I don't know. I just, I'm talking about my situation. Uh, oh, um, but, uh, I can see why people do that though. Like, if you with somebody for five years, 10 years, and then all of a sudden there's this horrible mess of a breakup happens, it's like, whoa, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, that's crazy. You know, and I could I could see why they don't want to open up their heart to someone else because they put so much trust and energy and time and money and space into this relationship. How do I know that if I waste another, I'm I'm but thirty. You don't, you don't know. That's don't a scary know. thing though. Like you thirty and you got you. It do you is, have another ten years in you? You know what I mean. It is scary, but at the end of the day, I, I guess that's just my attitude towards a lot of things. Like we yeah, don't know um, a lot of things are inevitable pain is inevitable yeah. someone wasting your time unless there are red flags inevitable you yeah. you're not gonna know unless you go through it but sometimes just because it seemed too good to be true don't mean it is right so yeah, don't yeah, don't put the, like i said don't, don't put that thought in your head let me let me find something wrong with this situation so i can get myself out of it because it could be a really good person Right or, or a really yeah. good situation. It don't even have to be relationship wise. It could be a really good situation, and you putting a doubt in your head, and now it's like, damn, you didn't missed out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Reese. I just think it comes with the territory, like she said. Pain is inevitable, and I don't look at stuff as you wasting my time. I think some, a lot of things I, are you, you just. It's not an L. You just. It's a lesson you learn. Whether it be something stupid you did with finances or college, school, relationships, like a lot of things you go, you say, okay, find this, a way didn't, to flip this it. didn't work, but you know what? This is what I learned. So, well, the next time I go down that route, let's use relationships for example. Next time I go down that route, this is how I know how to be, or this is what I know what didn't work for me. I can only connect with whatever person I'm with. So I don't know. I think I, I just thought it was really interesting because like at first, I think off top, you just probably like, what the fuck? But then it, <laughs> it started to make, because I was like that, like, why would she say that? But I'm thinking like, you know, and I think maybe her, because she was in her prior relationship with her ex-husband and they were really good friends and that kind of fell apart. So I think right. a, a piece of that came from understanding that. And then, you know, you have a good friendship with somebody they're coming from being friends and then you're like, yeah. damn. Like, Definitely don't want to ruin that I don't want to ruin it, but it is like, but Tawana's kind of like, well, if you both were happy with one another, you like him, why can't you just give it a shot? She's right. like, I just think I'm afraid to be happy. So, yeah, that's scary. But if you think about the actual word, not even like, how do I word this? Like, I'm afraid to be happy. It's, I don't know. It just makes you go, why? Like, when I think of happy, you just think all these good things coming with their relationship right. versus, you know what I'm saying, what could go wrong. So it's like, what's really holding you back just from having the good things versus this could happen, that could happen. That's just the bad part about it. So that statement was just like, damn. Yeah, I don't know. It, it can be scary. I like Going back to the thing where you said it's like uh, wasting time. I remember like when I go through stuff and, and stuff don't turn, I'm like, man, that's just a waste of time. And I say that essentially I could have been at that time I could have been doing something else, but I am starting to learn that every L is not a loss, but a lesson, lesson learned. So mm-hmm. the next time I do something, um, 
I'll, I'll definitely know better and do better. Yeah. So you got to go through them experiences to. Yeah, you have to go through those. But I think TK said that best. Like you gotta, who raised you? You know, what I mean? like you gotta mm-hmm. learn through those experiences so you can, you know, um, navigate through life. Because if you don't, yeah, if something comes up. You're gonna be like, uh, how do I deal yeah. with this? I don't know. Grown as fuck, trying right? To trying to figure it out. And yeah, phoning a friend, like, hey, I got. Uh. Like you just now doing this, fam. Right. <laughs> I remember I had a um, one of my friends. This is a while ago, and he. Was telling me about his friend. He was like, he was dating this girl and she was kind of in a way playing him in a sense. Mm. And I don't want to say playing, he was kind of a pushover, I guess. Mm. So I guess whatever happened with them, the situation, they broke whatever. So she was out with a new dude and he was just like so heartbroken. And he was speaking from a male perspective and I thought it was interesting. He was like, yeah, bro, just so hurt. He's so disappointed. Woody, woody, woo. And I was like, oh, you know, because I'm like, oh, that's sad. And he was like, but I'm telling bro, like, as a man, but he said, as a man, he said, as a man, you have to go through that. Like, he, he's like, that's what he needed. Like, he was yeah, just, he was kind of disregarding too. his feelings. He was like, he needed it. And I keep, he don't understand now, but he going to thank me later. I'm like, bro, you needed that. Like, you, you need yeah, that. You break. Shut up, watch it. <laughs> so, I don't know. No, I agree. I, I was told, it's funny you said it because I was told the same thing. Like, um, no, actually, I told the opposite. He said he didn't really have to go through that to know that. But I, I yeah. was actually happy that I did go through it because, especially at a young age, I don't be 40. Yeah, I don't be 40, like over here, like, oh my God, you know, a grown man. <laughs> you know, oh my God, you got my heart open there, you know. But you know, um, I, think, I think one of the reasons he thought that, though, because you made me think of, he said that he went through it. And I remember when oh, we yeah. were in high school, he had like a time I was crying on my mama lap type shit. Like, I was oh. so heartbroken. So, oh, but I think. And I think it uh, it actually helped him in a way, and I yeah. don't even want to know. I don't know if I want to say it was a good way. Uh, yeah. It kind of made him a savage, but I think it helped yeah. him understand, like you know, what woman he should go for. You know, de- de- depending on how he felt, I guess, because he was kind of. A- That's a good point. I don't want to. I don't want to bring it up. Maybe we could talk about it on the radio. But like when women, when men go through their breakup, the one that they thought was the one. And they turn into a savage. But with women, sometimes y'all don't turn into a savage. Y'all like kind of do that glow up thing. Like I think of the Lala, like mm-hmm. she's not necessarily like she was still probably still married, but oh, yeah. she wasn't necessarily like uh, you know, entertaining this guy that we know of. But she glowed up. Like she was just her body was great. Uh same thing with Beyonce, like, you know, when you know the whole thing going God, on. You blew it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. she she glowed up. Like so just y'all glow up. As opposed to men, we turn into savage. Like, I guess that's our glow up. Like, we can pull, lie, I know that I can pull X, Y, and Z. It's no, not really a glow up. That's sir. bad. That, that's a, it's a glow down. <laughs> glow down. A glow so down. Now, you, now you're here trying to fuck all these bitches, and then when you find a one, you're like, girl, he fucked everybody. I'm like, bye bye. No, y'all do not say that. Y'all do not say um, it like that. Y'all do, don't, don't, y'all my, don't say that like that. My thing is, the first thing. Oh, I missed the call. Oh. <laughs> Come on now. It's right there. No, I, I've I've had a guy tell back. me that he um he um because of what his ex did, he'll never ever you know oh, do anything else. Dudes. It's like, sir, come yeah. on now, because you want love. You could tell. I think but, everybody do. Why? Yeah. You said you do. Everybody do. Yeah. Yeah. Like why? Why spend all this time being hurt and upset? I mean. It was a learning lesson, and it right. happened years ago. Let's right. get over it. Yeah. Let's let's open up our hearts and move on. Every girl ain't the same. Every guy ain't the same. Right. Yeah. They called twice. Oops. <laughs> Come on now. It didn't. It didn't ring. I didn't hear it ring. Did you? No. I think a lot of people follow a lot of trends too. Like if a bunch of guys are dating, you know, somebody, y'all having to find me something. Like, no, nah, they could do what's best for you. So you calling the back? Yeah, I'm calling. Who that? What's the area called? Phone phone. Nine three six. 
Yo, YBL Podcast, who's this? Hello? Yo, hello? YBL Podcast, who's this? We miss your call. Uh, this is Jay from Houston. I, I need a direct line because I, I kept going divorce. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was laughing at that. I was like, uh, I was like, dang, I missed two calls and the phone didn't even ring. Yeah. So, Jay, uh, we're actually talking about this topic and I thought it was interesting. It's, uh, do you think people are, af- well, let me know if, if you need me to elaborate more. But the topic is, um, are people afraid to be happy? <sighs> you, you have a... You ever been in church on, on Sunday and uh, like the pastor talking right to you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is one of those subjects that that I feel like y'all, y'all this I was meant to call in at this time. And you know what, Jay? It's but, funny um, because I've been listening. Not to cut you off, I've been listening to y'all uh, pretty actively, and I'm glad you called in. Not that it kind of reflects what you guys talk about, but you and and Welly, you guys kind of go deep into stuff. So I think you would be perfect. So sorry, go ahead. Me, I do think people are truly afraid to be happy because people look at happiness as the pinnacle mm. and that if I finally decide to be happy then what do I do next right mm, like I, I know in life that you shouldn't be content with where you are but you can also be happy where you are and strive for greater happiness right and yeah. I don't think that that fully comes across to a lot of people yeah I agree I, I totally agree with that um, do you think you're afraid to be happy absolutely Mm. Like one hundred percent honest with you, I think I think I'm afraid to be happy because my happiness may not align with the people that are around me. Oh, okay. Oh, that that's that's that, that's deep. Now I think about it, because cause what what I know truly to myself would would make me happy may not align with the person I'm dating or oh. the vision that my family has for me career wise right. or right, right. what my homeboys want from me. Mm. Right. So I guess how do you how would you go about um making it align or what would be the I guess the route to to getting that happiness along with making others happy with you, I guess. Um well it's this um podcast I listened to called No Boundaries and they did a thing. <laughs> um, it was called it was called Twenty for Twenty to be honest. And I think it boils down to it's really being honest with yourself. Like mm. this is what I know is gonna make me happy. And I just need to be honest and courageous enough to go after it. Mm. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. Like I'm just sitting back and like that's why I'm kind of quiet because I'm really like pondering, reflecting, and pondering on like what if my happiness does not align or um, yeah work in the favor of yeah work in the favor Fuck of I'm the sure. people that <laughs> right working the people that that loves you the most because ultimately everyone wants the best for you. But they you gotta. Say that. They say that, but what's best for you might not necessarily be best. You know, what's best for them for you might not be best for you. Right. So if that makes sense, but that that's really deep. That's really yeah. deep. And I'm glad you kind of came in it from this angle because the initial angle that I presented was it was a while ago I was watching um, the Braxton Family Values with the Braxton sisters, and uh, at this point Tony Braxton was dating Birdman, and I guess they weren't really like official, or she wasn't like really trying to like make it official. So she was talking to one of her sisters, and she was kind of like, you know, what's going on with you and Birdman? And she's like, you know, we're such great friends. Like I don't want to ruin it. And then her sister's like, well, I, what do you mean? Like, y'all good friends. I got a good relationship now. Why not take that step to, you know, be happy? And then she's just like, I don't know. I think I'm just afraid to be happy. And I just thought that was interesting, you know, considering where she's at in her life and you with Birdman, like, just continue to make it happy. Right. So we kind of elaborated a little bit on just that itself. But I think you took it to, you know, a whole nother level that made us think. 
Yeah. Has there ever been a case with, uh, with anyone that you dated before? Like, you know, that they were, they didn't want to be happy and they kind of sabotaged it where they might have, you know, did some like, you know, I don't know, talked to some other guy or just kind of been withdrawn or yeah. the case may be. Started funny or something. Yeah. With, with me, when I've been in those situations, it, it hasn't even been like, oh, I, I wanted to be with somebody else. It, it'll be like, all right, we're doing this and we're having a good time, but then you will project your negative thoughts oh, onto somebody else. That's like, true. Well, I feel like I feel like you're ready to leave and you don't want to hang out with me anymore oh. or something like that when you haven't said that. And I know body language says a lot, but when you don't verbally say, right. oh, well, you know, I know I'm, I'm chilling, you know, no, we're good. Like, well, I feel like you're ready to go. Right, like, right, right. Like, well, do you want me to go? Like, why are you, why are you at this? What made you feel that way? You know, I, I, I you know what? I know somebody like that. That's interesting. I know somebody exactly like that. Hilarious. And uh, they project certain things. It's like, oh, just because I haven't, you know, texted you back in X amount of hours, it doesn't yeah. mean I'm not I'm trying to avoid you. It's just that I'm busy right now. So, and then. Yeah, yeah. It's like you haven't texted me back. Well, have you asked what have I been doing? Hey, how, what are you busy? You know, you don't ask those questions. You just assume, oh, they don't want to talk to me. Don't right. This damn day and age, when you got time, you text me back. I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, Jay, you know, we thank you for calling. Like I said, I've been tuning into you and Welly and the No Boundaries podcast, and um, I, I think I like the topic. I don't know why we don't be talking about nothing. Yes, y'all do. When y'all, when y'all was talking about honesty and all that stuff, and um, and then also we we got to get you a shirt down there to Houston too. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget our shirts. I, I, I need a shirt so I can yeah. represent. Yeah. Well, our PayPal is up, so uh, hit us up that way. Yeah, hit us up that way. Bobby, oh, oh. podcast, MKE, and uh, yeah, yeah, hit us up. And I appreciate right, you. I'm, I'm in between. I'm in between blessings right now. So I'm in between yeah. blessings right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But hey, y'all keep doing what y'all doing. The, the, the website is crazy. The appreciate radio that. station. I got my tune in app. I'm checking y'all okay, out. Okay, oh, okay. okay. Out here. But one day the beats are fire, bro. Oh man, for real. Beat. Appreciate they that, right. man. They appreciate right. that, man. Don't, don't kick my head up now. Don't kick my head up now. <laughs> Chance the rapper say, "Gas I'm, me up." I'm, Gas I'm, me up. <laughs> <laughs> Say, say, bro, you I, you got some beats that some of these southern cats like, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm about like what they say. Kevin Bacon got like six degrees of separation. I'm like four or five degrees from somebody that I could get that to. But oh, man. I, I got you in mind, bro. So I, well, I appreciate that, man. I'm just gonna keep on working, Doc, man. I I truly appreciate that. You know how it is when you do something, you got a baby, you don't want to, you don't want them to go to school, go to college. That's how I kind of with my beats, yeah, yeah. but yeah, we go. Uh, I'm definitely. I'm ready though. I'm ready to let them go to college. Send them off. All right, then. All right. Have a prosperous week, man. Stay blessed. You too. too. Peace. That's funny. That threw me off guard. I appreciate that. I was hungry. Uh Shout out to uh, Jay with No Boundaries. Uh, Yeah, so he took it to another Yeah, that was good. Level. Yeah, so I thought that was a dope question. And um, yeah, y'all let us know. Are people afraid to be happy? Because sometimes I should make me think, too, am I afraid to be happy? I think, you know, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and lie on this pod and be honest. I think there's been some times where I may have done something um, subconsciously where I'm not going to say um, sabotage. What's the damn word I learned in psychology? Um, Intervene. No, nah, it's uh, self. Uh, it's basically when you think about it. Prophecy. Huh? Prophecy. Self-fulfillment. Self-prophecy. Yes. Yeah, I think it's self-fulfillment or something Something along that line. Self-fulfilling prophecy. prophecy yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So when you think about something and, and then you end up doing it because that's what you thought. Yeah. 
that's what, that's what you thought. So Your spirit. Yeah. So you know, there's been times where maybe that that could have happened. I just I just think all in all, it's interesting because you know Jay made me think, Tawanda, Tony made me think. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to that. <laughs> um, my girl like the sabotage. So funny. I love yeah. Okay, Lord. Um, Tawanda Braxton. Tawanda Braxton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Start <laughs> prenups. Prenups. Uh, can y'all prenups. Get your prenups. We want prenups. We want prenups. Survivor's remorse. So, um, this is something that uh, I caught off with Survivor's remorse, and I want to play for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to the train. Concretizing. You know what? I don't feel like concretizing right now. Too tired from all the verifying. Reggie, I'm, I'm Missy, not. Missy. Missy. If our lots had really been thrown together, your father wouldn't have made me sign a prenup. Now, what do you? My father made you sign a prenup? This is why communication is bad. Let me see if I can understand this. Before our wedding, you and he stole into the shadows and signed a document behind my back. We didn't do shit in the shadows. We was in the sunroom. Oh, my God. No, Missy, you told me to go see him and ask for your hand and, and the rest of you before I proposed. I did. Because he's formal. Reggie, he's old school. If he was old school, he would have gave me some money and some goats and a sack of grain. Old school would have been him thanking me for taking his daughter off his hands and giving him some grandchildren one day. Eventually, you know, when we got around to it. Instead, he asked me to sign a prenup, which I was happy to do because I didn't need, don't need, didn't want. I would never accept one red dime of your father's money. I'm just going to pause it right there. Ooh, it was deep. Um, so just preface it a little bit. Um, preface, excuse me. I, I've been saying that word wrong lately. Preface. Um, so what happened to Survivors and Morph, Reggie and Missy, um, Reggie, um, has been taking out a hundred and, um, hundred thousand dollars worth of money to gamble with the lights of LeBron James, um, Chen, who is, um, his aunt's boyfriend who's, uh, who's over, um, What's his name? Cam. Cam's uh, Cam's brand, whatever. And now he's been basically with this high rolling game, and he lost one hundred and twenty three thousand dollars. So Missy went online to check their account, and she noticed that that money was gone. So they got into an argument, and he told her that, "Hey, you know, before I got married, you know, your dad made me sign a prenup." So I guess the question I want to ask you all is that: Do you think that was fair for him to sign a prenup um, behind his daughter's back? Oh well, Reggie behind his wife's back to appease her father. I guess in a way you'll look at it like you'll do anything for my love type shit. But right. I feel like because I watched it, <clears throat> I feel like um, well, I think did you like kind of skip a part? I think she um, he took the money out the bank account and did he say something to the effect of you don't really do nothing in a way, kind of? Yeah, it was like way before. Yeah, it was before they got into the prenup thing. Yeah, so it yeah, and then it. I don't know. I think that to me, I guess that was a part of it. Um, and he didn't. He went into the dad um, and the money, but I don't know. I think, like I said, it's a way to show you know you love me or whatever. Let's get this over with. But all in all, I think she should have known about it. Like, I, I get it's her father's money, but she probably wasn't even thinking like that. And you know, he said he had his own shit. So I don't know. I think her dad. I think the way he was introduced, I guess, to the show, he was kind of nonchalant. So for this to come up, right, her mom was the, the one that was on shit. Right, right. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I guess. I guess. Oh, go ahead, Lassie. You have a point. 
I guess in hearing this situation, me putting myself in her shoes, I would be more mad at my dad. Right. Just for the simple fact that why you couldn't tell me that you wanted him to sign this? She was. Oh, oh. I'm just saying she was. And I see why you feel that way. Yeah. Right. I, that that would be my takeaway from this. I mean, yeah, he signed it, but at the same time, maybe like Reese said, she wasn't even thinking of he was him throwing, you know, wanting her father's money, blah blah right. blah, whatever. But he obviously still wanted to marry her, so he was like, "Fuck, let me sign this shit." Yeah. So, yeah. so do you think that it's? Um, do you think prenups are necessary? Say, for instance, we're we're trying to build a brand, we're trying to build um, something here where we can have our kids and uh, and also for ourselves, and we get into a situation, get married. Do you think that we should have a prenup to protect what we built? Or should that not matter? Do, do prenups kind of set up the marriage for failure? Well, I guess my understanding, and I could be wrong, but most regular people I know don't have prenup conversations. Right. Um. You never, to me, you never know what can happen. One of y'all could write a book and it take off or someone gets into sports. Somehow someone's making more money than the other one. Um. At the end of the day, Whatever happens, if we get a divorce, just take care of my kids. That's all mm-hmm. I'm going to want. Okay. Um, I don't feel like if I'm with you for 10 years, um, you owe me half of everything that you've ever made since we were together. Right. Are you talking about regular people or just anybody in general? I'm I'm just speaking on the basis of regular people. Like right now, I don't oh. know what's going to happen in 10 years for me. So I can't right. say if, I, if I'm worth $1.2 million or something. I'm gonna make my husband sign a prenup because I don't know. So got you, got you. I don't know. What you receive? I don't know. Um, I, I like I guess just thinking of it, I can see where people will want to protect themselves. Right. If you do have 1.2 million, or you could just be a regular person with the you know enough of money, enough money that's you know good for you. And if I don't, know, I think about some of the women, for example. Um, I think I, yeah, I was listening to Random Tandem, and they were talking about. Uh, the show wags or whatever and mm-hmm. one the one chick was um like calling her husband or boyfriend where it wasn't her husband she, she was trying to get married he wasn't trying to be there and like she was they were like oh um where's such and such she was like oh he's at home sleep and the chick was like how you know that and she's like oh i have him on a little doggy camera uh-huh. and they were, they were just kind of just talking to the effect of like you really got to watch him like that sis and then i forgot which one if it was s dot or jacor they were like well like in that situation, uh, you got to think about somebody like her is scared of losing that status, losing right. that money, even though it's not hers because she's not married. But and I guess I said it to say some people get in them positions where they could be like her, really don't do much. And they feel like if they took care of the kids or whatever, they because you see it all the time, like uh, Malaysia from Basketball Wives, her husband, she got like half of that nigga NBA pension. Mm. Like she got bread from that shit. So, yeah, not to say she didn't do much, but I I'm not saying that she deserved it, but I just thought it was interesting that it happens that way. But do you think that, okay, say for instance, you get married and your spouse is making more money than you. They got this uh, empire they built and they had you sign a prenup. You signed it. And after the prenup or after you signed the prenup and during the marriage, you help them grow that empire to this astronomical amount. Do you feel like you would want them to revisit the prenup and say anything uh, after you had you built your empire that I was here. Yes. I deserve yes. X, yeah. Y, and Z. You calling me Bernadine? Bernadine. Who's Bernadine? Wait until it's Lord. Oh, I've never seen I, it, it. I guess it makes me think because your initial initial 
um, scenario saying that if we built this empire, if we built it together, mm. I'm not saying that there doesn't need to be a prenup, but I should. I was here with you, motherfucker. Right. Right. So, and obviously, if something happens, and um, it also makes me think of why did I get married yeah, too when um, yeah. Janet was going through her thing and she was like you know he's like i was up helping you write some of these pages and shit right, like that right. like is was he entitled to some of that money i, I don't know but definitely the moment i start helping the, the moment i get on payroll <laughs> right the moment my ideas are being used up. yeah let's go ahead and let's let's revisit this and put in like you said anything any of the wages made after 2020 you know she has she's entitled to if right. we get a divorce yeah especially because right. when you and that it depending on how it ends a lot of them i could i guess you say be kind of bitter yeah so right. people don't have they're not really level-headed like so i guess for why did i get married i mean not to say she should but if you know somebody was actually there with you helping right you, uh, right, right you know, give them some you know what i'm saying maybe right. not specifically all this money you won't but be level-headed enough to know that they do deserve something that you know and just being honest i guess so right. so with that being said do you think prenups are dangerous uh, like i think now looking at what you can do with prenups and how they slope. work i don't think they can be dangerous i think that actually helps down the I line it depends on the people yeah it's yeah slope. yeah I, I mean i think that you know when if it ever happens you know, this prenup is here to set up the argument, you know, or, or prevent the argument. Look, Sometimes this is what you're getting. Argument. That could be right. true, too. But look, if we ever break up or uh, get a divorce, you're entitled to this. I'm entitled to this. And that's it. We agreed on that. So I don't know. But, yeah, I just wanted to bring that topic up. I know we're kind of young into it. But I, now that I'm looking at it and, and knowing what prenups can do and what you can do with prenups, I'm more, kind of more inclined to to do it, you know, now since, uh, you know, hey, you know, you never know what can happen. Yeah. You never know what can happen. And at least we have this document that can say, hey, you look, we, you know, we, it's like life insurance. It's, I, I think it's kind of like life insurance. It's kind of like, hey, if, if I die, you getting, this child is getting X amount of percent. My wife is getting X amount of percent. If we break up, you're getting X amount of percent. I'm but getting X amount of percent. you did after the fact, like. That's true. I'm still living after the marriage. But I gotta, but I have to still live after the marriage. That's what I said, yeah. So I'm still. So, you know, and they have to still live after the marriage. So, I don't know. Definitely, definitely. Well, yeah. Um, hmm, interesting topic. Time for my nine. This is a question. Uh, <clears throat> why do men move on faster after a breakup? I separated from my man. And he was out in public with a new woman less than six weeks later. How can he just up and move he on? Like he, how can he up and move <laughs> on just like he didn't get out of a two year relationship? Mm-mm-mm-mm. All right, Mister Man, did you have something to say? Um, I'm with Jay. I'm sorry. Six weeks after two years, it had to be something there. Um, well before his previous relationship ended, because can you connect with someone after? But probably, but six weeks. Let's say it was it was his uh, a good close female friend, and they never never looked at each other like that. Oh God, that's even worse. Right. (laughs) So, but he never harbored those feelings until after y'all broke up. Until after I broke up, like it was, it was a, it was a coincidence. It's kind of like coinciding. Y'all broke, y'all broke up two two years, broke up, and he went to her, confided her, like you know what, I did this and that and the other, and she kind of. Kind of say, you know what? And like, kind of hold him, like, because men like women that hold them to their shit. Like, tell them, like, look, you were doing X, Y, and Z. This is why I broke up. This is why y'all broke up. Out of that, and he kind of 
kind of confided in her and kind of got started getting some feelings for her. And next thing you know, six weeks later, I, it's just yeah. to me, it's a red flag. It was, uh, it's a red flag. If uh, I if I started talking to a guy and he's like, "Yeah, my relationship just ended six weeks ago," eh, and you out here trying to yeah. move on already, but you know, I like I, I hear a lot of men say this too. A lot of them think, uh, and I think generally, but I think men more so. Once you try to get up under something else, you try to use that to forget about your last situation, that, and then too. also too, I I heard a lot of men say this too that you know women, you know, after the fact, we be the ones who are like, "Oh God, whatever," and then as time going, we be like whatever but they'd be like oh fuck these bitches and then six months later they'd be like man that is true yeah 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 i'm stupid like, I, go back to, <laughs> like, I'm stupid. Uh, I go, go back to that point though too like y'all take that time after the breakup y'all take that time to glow up y'all gonna get in the gym get right, right. like he gonna make it i'm gonna make him miss me as opposed to our way of saying that we're gonna make uh, make y'all miss us. All right. Sometimes sometimes it ain't got nothing to do with right. y'all. We just, just like, wanna feel better. No, like why were you doing that when y'all was with me? You know what I'm saying? Was, you weren't going to the gym. You was over here was eating together, pasta. Your fat ass to you was over here time. eating pasta. Because you, you could have because you, you could have went over there to you know Planet Fitness and got your little weight off. And now you want to grow up when I glow up while I'm gone. No, get back over there with your fat. You know what I'm saying? So take your fat ass with me because we a couple. <laughs> no, fam. We. I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna go over here to uh to the boo. I mean to the friend. Oops. <laughs> Terrible. I'm gonna go over here to the friend and uh, already told I'm, gonna, on yourself. I'm gonna confide in her. Um, we're gonna have a good conversation. Lot, and next thing you know, we're gonna you know kiss. So, uh, <laughs> so so much for not telling me go turn my mic off. Now you just gonna turn my mic off. Okay, I see. I mean, I, I get both of those things, but yeah. that's just to me like. When I hear people say that they moved on ever so quickly, it's like, ooh. You was out here. I, and <laughs> I, he was out here. I even had a friend. He was in a long-term relationship. Uh-huh. And he was out here. And I was like, I kind of think you checked out of that relationship before it ended. Yeah. And if that's the case, don't do that. Because then you just, people get comfortable because they used to being with that person. And mm-hmm. I try to tell all my guy friends that even my my female friends, they don't really do it right now. Mm-hmm. But my guy friends, oh, they get it. comfortable with having that girl do this, this, that, and the third for them. And it's like, no nigga, stop. Yeah. Like, because you don't want to be with her. Uh-huh. And then that's just egging her on. And then once y'all over, you out here ready to go all over again. Mm-hmm. Like a little penis suck sometimes too, you know, but... What? Oh, you said he, he. She said to get comfortable, you know, doing X, Y, and Z for him. And I'm like, you know, sometimes we. You, know, you gotta just be penis sucks. Like, I mean, that's true. Fucking Christ, that's true too. That's true too. <sighs> Mute him again. Mute him again. <laughs> no, no, please. Um, yeah. He sounded sick. And right. Literally. Um, <laughs> that's funny. No, I don't know. I, I think that uh, it could be a defense mechanism too. What? Just. Being with somebody after the relationship. Oh, yeah, you definitely. Because be men, like, men are more sensitive than women. Y'all softer, y'all weaker, y'all fuckboys. I'm just playing. <laughs> I would say we are, we are, we are sensitive. I know, yeah. I agree. We're sensitive. We're very, yeah, very, very, very sensitive. sensitive. And I think that, like I said, just trying to get up under something is like a, right. oh, like I seen a lot of men and I seen you, but the whole insecure part, um, I seen a lot of people I read, especially Twitter, because Twitter be going in. Yeah. Um, the whole, Situation with Issa and um, what's the nigga name? Daniel. Uh, no, 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 Lawrence. Lawrence. When they went to the dinner, <laughs> and people people missed the whole you know portion of what happened just to say, oh yeah, he showed up with another chick right, and right. she was salty, and I'm yeah. like, it was more to the story, fam. Like yeah, it was yeah, yeah. way more to the story. Right. Like so, a lot of people geek up that idea, and then it's like, yeah, but who knows who 
who knows where that's going to go or not saying we know say if we take Lawrence's situation out of it any right. nigga like who knows what he's really going through with whatever like you said the defense mechanism he just right. let me take this piece of arm candy make you look like I'm doing good like, yeah I mean that's a good actually that's a great example because Lawrence was out here pulling I won't say pulling uh, he, he pulled he pulled uh uh, what's her name? Ragda? Not Ragda. Uh, what's her name? Aparna. Aparna. I, I went to school with someone. Uh, uh, Ragda. I went to school with somebody named Ragda. She was a 4.0 student. Um, okay. And uh, I don't know what made me think of her name. Um, and uh, he pulled uh, Tasha. Mm. So, but you know, a lot of people keep that the middle part where he got the little threesome going popping. Like he he didn't pull them. Like they came to him. I so that threesome was whack. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even get the fuck the other girl. So I mean, he still won. Technically, not a threesome. Okay, makes sense. <sighs> okay, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of right, but but no, I, um, I, right. I think I, I think that he absolutely you're right in the sense that you know I think Lawrence was doing that too, you know, as a defense mechanism. So I don't know. Like I said, men are, men men are different. Men are different. We uh, think different. We think logically. Y'all, you all think emotionally. No, and, uh, no, 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 about that, you sir. Know. You just, you know, I'm just, that, I'm sir. just, you know, no, no. Uh, take your, do your googles, no, do your no. googles. Oh no, 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 no. Do your googles, y'all. Be y'all, y'all emotional, eating ice cream and shit. If y'all thought logically, y'all would have ended the relationship when you was ready to end it instead of staying with her longer. Because you liked what she did, right? Because that's not logical. That sir. is very logical. I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and get what I need to get out of this, and then when it's time to leave, that's, I got everything I want out of it. Using and I already person. got something. I already got something. That's using up. a person, so and that's terrible that you said that. That's terrible. Leverage that's your terrible. resources. That's Leverage terrible. your resources. That's terrible. This Leverage. is why people are afraid to be happy. Leverage right. your resources. That's terrible. Leverage your resources. Sit your ass down, <laughs> please. Level your ass to the chair. <laughs> That's terrible, and I'm no, I'm not. like I'm really sad that you said that because that's using people, and that's that, not that being really if you're in a relationship with somebody that you supposedly love for two years, and right. you checking out, you tell them some leverage or resources. Let me get what I can get, and then leave. If it's over, that's yeah. using I'm somebody. Sorry. If it's over, that's yeah. fake and using somebody. I'm sorry. Leverage at that point, at that point, you are a bum ass nigga. Yeah. Hey, I hey, I got what I needed to get out of here. I'm on, I moved then, on. And then I moved on. Bit you on the ass. Yeah, anyway. that's true. That, that's true too. Now you gotta be careful on that. Fight. Come on now. What? Come on now, Juan J. Now he's just saying shit. I know. Next subject. Anyway, so yeah. the sickness that hit his brain. Exactly. The sickness. Uh, <laughs> said too much of moxicillin. Just don't cough on my couch. Oh, I ain't coughing on couch. <laughs> this shit spreads, fam. Oh, you're right. Shit don't trickle off into the air. Just <laughs> <laughs> don't sit on the couch. Oh, great. Anyway, you got some pants on. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> back. <laughs> that was our nine of the week, you guys. Let us know, um, fellas. Why do you guys move on so quickly? And if you're a guy that doesn't, tell us why you do not. Do you? Do you think logically? They are smart. Yeah, they're the smart ones. Yeah. Anyway, all men are logical. Ugh, sound like you had a bubble in your throat. <laughs> yeah, Just phlegm. Uh, <laughs> Grow up. Sicko. Anyway. Grow up. <laughs> I almost choked. Ah, on flip? <laughs> no, spit nigga. Uh, don't spit nigga. Uh, <laughs> Was it white? Quote of the week. Quote of the week. No one is you, and that is your power. A. That's it. Hey, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no one is you, and that is your power. Um, I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. No one is you. And what's the other part? And that is your power. That is your power. 
That's a problem. That is. You need to leverage your resources. Um, my empowerment of the week. When do you need it? I'm telling you, I'm promising it's going to be great. <laughs> this is from the Breakfast Club uh, when they did uh, that Devon Franklin's uh, interview about his uh, Hollywood commandments. Mm-hmm. And um, it was about praying prepared. Check it out. Now, now, the Ten Commandments of Life-Changing Success. Yes. Let's run through some of these commandments. The first one is your, your prayers are not enough. Your prayers alone are not enough. Your prayers alone are not yeah. enough. So many times I see people praying, uh, but then they don't get up and prepare for what they just prayed for. Faith without works is dead. There it is. Faith without works is dead, but faith with works is alive. Mm. And I have seen the value of praying and then getting up and having an expectation of what God is going to do. And that preparation looks like hard work. Show- so... Pray and prepare, people. You can't pray for something and then don't expect to work for it. Like it, faith without work is dead. Right, exactly, absolutely. Like you can't be out here like, oh, I'm praying I'm gonna get this job and don't put in the applications. God is a miracle worker. Don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, He's gonna want you to have some faith and go out and do some interviews, my guy. Like you can't, you can't just go out here and think that you're just gonna get a job and not just pray about a job and not gonna get it without. And 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 also to what happens is that when you out there working, jobs can fall into your lap that you never expected. <laughs> so you can't just be out here, fam, just be on the computer like cute organ. Right. <laughs> Duh. Oh no. Yeah. Hallelujah. I can I didn't got the voice for it today, but uh, Hallelujah. <laughs> Preach sister. <laughs> Sorry, that shit was funny. Ain't even- <laughs> yeah, so, but uh, pray and prepare. Pray and prepare. That's my motivation for uh, empowerment of the week. I like that. Girl. Yeah. yeah, I know you do. Shut up. <laughs> Love you guys. Mm. Question of the week. I'm done Question of the week. Question of the week from forty six going into forty seven. <laughs> yeah. Now I got a bubble in my throat. Okay. Ugh. What could know. you give? You hear that? Oh my god! Can you hear the difference? Ugh. What could you give a forty minute presentation on without absolutely no preparation? I see. <laughs> um fast right the two things that i thought of was one kendrick lamar two <coughs> sorry two wigs and weave wigs i watched a weave. lot of youtube videos so i know a lot about wigs and weaves so i can i can go i can talk mm-hmm. for a little bit on that what about you sis i don't know you just I'm throwing good. it to everybody talk answer yourself i'm new yeah you answer um uh, my name um this me in general i've done it before uh, I did a great job on it, Mwanje. Huh. Uganda for Leopard. That's all Uganda I need to know. No, no, no. no it's, more, it's more to me than that. I can do a presentation on myself and what, what it means to be me. I think I still got that presentation. I'm going to show you all next okay. time. Mm-mm. We'll need 40 minutes of that. I, I will. No, 40 minutes. It's for 15, 20 minutes. It says 40. So what you going to talk about the other 20 Oh, uh, Cardi B. Born in Yellow. So, anyway. Says what you got, though. What you gonna talk about? I don't, like, I'm trying to think of something specifically, because I got, I'm just thinking of, like, random shit. Mm. Uh, see, that's, that'd be my problem. I'd be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, i really just be dipping and dabbing. Ooh, I shit. know. How you be going on vacation? Don't tell nobody. 40-minute presentation on that? Yeah. You done that 40 times. <laughs> what? <laughs> she be going, like, she be, you got to check her Snapchat, I'm Chicago, Maryland. I'm like, damn, nigga, damn. Well, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm a friend, so oh. I be knowing. No, oh, you I'm know it? No, oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't dance, though. <laughs> right, right. I mean, <laughs> I don't feel like there's nothing wrong with keeping some stuff to yourself and then pop yeah. it up and people like, damn, what? when you go there? Right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. What if I want to stop by and be like, hey, you know, I got some cake. You, you want to try it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm invited. 
We can talk. We got a forty minute conversation about that. I don't feel like I don't be invited. Okay. Well, that's the question of the week again. <laughs> what could you give a forty minute presentation on with absolutely no preparation? Uh, episode forty six, y'all. How y'all feel about that one? Feeling good. Make sure y'all hit up YBO Podcast and Ke dot com to yeah. answer that question of the week for episode forty seven. Um, check out our merch. I feel like this episode was good. What about you, Mwanjay? Besides me being under the weather, I thought it was a good episode. Uh, I'm back, niggas. So, no, but I, I had a great time with you guys. And thank you for being with me in my sickness. Hallelujah. <laughs> Pray for me. Ta-da. And then also, uh, see some cough drops on the website. Yeah, yeah, my address. Bye bye. Alright. Alright, bye y'all. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>